I'm so happy Micah said what he said. That was awesome. We really could probably just pray and go home after that. Um, also, I'm glad he's forgetful. So uh, that helped me out a lot today. Um, but regardless of that, you guys happy to be here? Okay. Hey. Um, hey, it's not going to snow tomorrow. Don't worry. Everyone's all excited about it. If, I think the more excited people are about it, the, the less it snows in Morgantown. Um, so get ready for class. You'll have it. Uh, interns will have class tomorrow, so don't worry, okay? Um, cool. I, I was going to say something, but I completely forgot what it was. So I won't say that. Um, but I'm stoked you guys are here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Micah, what you said was really, really cool, just talking about, like, how God uses people. That really is the gospel, like your story. It isn't about looking a certain way or having a certain background. That's the whole point. Like, God can clean you up, and then he can use you if you're willing to be cleaned up by him. So I just thought that was really cool. So thanks for sharing. Um, so does anybody here, has anybody ever wondered or had a friend who wondered, hey, what is my purpose? Has anybody had that question? Okay. Or like, what am I here for? Or like, if you're really, really spiritual, what is God's will for my life? Right? Okay. I'm glad you guys are here because I'm going to give you the answer tonight. Okay? I hope. I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, everybody kind of wonders that. What am I supposed to do with my life? And everybody, <laughs> Sean was talking about this earlier, but like everybody kind of freaks out about it. It's like, oh my gosh. Like they're like at a standstill trying to break their brain over kind of like, okay, what is God's will for my life? Should I do this major? Should I do that major? And then they're like reading their Bible and they realize that like it doesn't even have majors in the Bible. And, and people just freak out and kind of put themselves in a position really to kind of lose. Um, and so tonight I want to kind of clear some of this stuff up, but before I do that, um, I want to talk about this thing. Uh, I, like I mentioned, I actually do love the snow a lot today. My house, if you've been to my house, like my front window in the, in the winter time, all the, all the, um, leaves are gone and you can kind of see out over like this big valley and the sunrise is like absolutely just beautiful. And then the sunset is like absolutely beautiful. And also about 25 feet in front of my house, there's a bunch of power lines. And I was like, Katie, come look at this. And she's like, what? All we can see is power lines. And I was like, no, look beyond them. It's so, so pretty. And I think the state that we live in, have you all ever heard this? Like, like what is our state's um, motto? Do you all know? Wild and wonderful. Thank you. Whatever else anybody was saying is wild and wonderful. Okay. So wild and wonderful is true. West Virginia. Okay. Wild and wonderful. So we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. I have been freaking out about this thing I heard the other day. A couple years ago, I was driving from Pennsylvania um, to get here and we were talking about um, deer. Okay. So deer kind of this like majestic, right? They're like really beautiful, kind of like real wild skittish animals, right? When you think about deer and you think about how, how cool they are. And then you think about a cow, is it like the same? 
for y'all. Okay, probably not. Okay, which is lame. Okay, both of them, if you think like generations and generations and generations, like, like I don't know how many years ago, but cows didn't come out being these like kind of plump steaks for us to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like they were wild animals. They, d- they weren't created as livestock, okay, just like deer. So we were kind of talking that we had this like talk, like what if deer, how did they get this like amazing end of the deal? Like cows could have been the like everybody's like, dude, cows are so sick. We go out and hunt them. Like I can't even imagine doing that. Like stalking them through the woods. Like like we call them bucks or like bulls. But now it's just like cows. Like the, a cow isn't even an animal. That's just a girl f- version of that spotted Chick Fil A thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's not even an actual animal. Um, Oh, no way. Well, congratulations. Then I'm going to preach for another hour. Um, no, I'm just playing. But there's this thing. So classes are delayed, not canceled. I did say they wouldn't be canceled. So 50-50. We'll push that one. Um, but there's this thing that I, I heard about this, st- this story. And I, I've been looking it up over the past while. It's called, it's called phenotypic plasticity. Does anybody know what this is? Awesome. One person, okay? So this is like a biological term for, I don't, I don't know all the, all the details about it, but I'm going to tell you what it looks like, okay? And this is like, I've been losing my mind about this. Like, all my friends are sick of hearing me talk about it. Okay, so here's how it works. Please don't correct me. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so think about like a, uh, we're talking like animals, barnyard animals. So you got cows. And then you got, so you got your steak, and then you got pork chops, right? Pork chops come from pigs. Okay, pigs. Okay. So think about like a, like a fenced-in, um, like a pen, okay, like on a farm. And it's full of pigs, okay? And, and then it breaks, like the fence breaks, and they get out. And right next to that farm is uh is like a forest like big national forest preserve or something okay so so this is crazy if pig if a pig gets out like a like a male pig within between six weeks to six months they can actually start their their fur or they'll start growing like like fur like dark thick like fur okay and they'll also start to grow like tusks okay Okay, that is awesome. That's not, I'm not going to stop there. That is, like, so cool to me. So, basically, what's happening to these pigs is, if you think about it, they were created a certain way, and then after generations and generations and generations of, of, of being kind of bred a certain way, they lost all that wildness, right? They lost that kind of wild state, and they became, you know, livestock, domesticated, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But, quickly, if they're kind of reintroduced into that kind of, the way they were supposed to be, the purpose that they were created to be, they're so fast to return to that kind of wild state, right? So there, you could say, that, do what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it kind of, you can't, you can't keep it that way. So tonight, I, I mentioned like God's will, our purpose, what am I talking about? Okay, we really were created to be a certain way. God wants us to be a specific, he has a specific purpose for us, our mission. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Is that okay? Okay, cool. I'm going to pray, and then we'll 
jump into this. Jesus, we love you. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. God, we want to worship you with our time. We want to worship you with our minds and our voices, God. Would you just uh, speak through me? Um, would you open eyes and hearts and ears to hear your voice tonight, God? We love you, and you know I pray. Amen. Cool. So what is our real purpose? What is kind of that wild state that maybe we've gotten away from that we need to get back to? Okay? This is the, this is the idea that God created for us, the one that he talks about and teaches us how to do firsthand. He even left heaven for a while and lived among us, befriending us in order for us to have a good example of what this could really look like. Finally, he sent us the Holy Spirit, more of God, to guide and help us with this mission. So I think it really does matter to God a lot. I also think if we say God's a big deal, then it should really matter to us as well. Okay? So what is this? What is the mission? Um, let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28. <clears throat> at the end at the end of this book Jesus is talking to his friends and you've probably heard this before if you've gone to like more than one small group but we're going to read it tonight okay it says this um Matthew 28 verse 19 through 20 it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. These are some of the last things that Jesus told his friends, that he had just spent, trained, discipled, all these guys, and these are the last things that he told them. He definitely didn't want them to look over this. It wasn't like, hey, you know what? Oh, yeah, I really like... Just don't forget my favorite cookie is, is like chocolate chip. Like it, it wasn't like flippant. This was something that was a huge deal to him. It mattered a lot to him and it should really, um, and, and he didn't want to look over it, forget, or he didn't want them to be confused about it. It doesn't say this, but I imagine he's kind of like, hey, Tommy would be upset. But Jesus probably said, hey, does that make sense? Like, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like, if you have any questions, please ask them now. Like, like please ask them right now. This is a huge deal. Um, so yeah, so that, that really is our mission. Okay. And one way that I see this, um, worked out, uh, Christopher already mentioned this and it's in the, the book of Acts chapter two, um, verse 42, it says this, it says, um, and they continue talking about these same disciples that Jesus said this to the same guys. Okay. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. And then it says this, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And then it says this, And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Okay? So Jesus gave us the mission. Then his disciples went and did it. And we have an example of what this looks like. This is a, these are the same people that, that Jesus said this to. And then, and then he goes out and, and sorry, they go out and, and they obey him. I think those verses 
are some of the best examples for us to follow in regards to principles of living like a disciple of Jesus. Okay, so what is my purpose? What is my mission? It's right here. It is to be, it is to be a disciple of Jesus. Okay, it is to be a disciple of Jesus. We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks, even into last semester. The first thing we need to do will probably be pretty obvious. We said this, God loves me, right? God loves me. I need to understand and accept that. If I have like an issue with that, I'm not going to be a very good disciple of Jesus. If I can believe and accept, even if I don't understand every part of it, even if I don't, you know, feel it every day or anything like that, if I can believe that God loves me, we can, we can start somewhere. Once we do this, there will be more steps, but without realizing this first step, we'll only be living kind of like, um, like a religious set of rules, okay? So just kind of following a set of rules. I'm a Christian because I do these things. I don't do these things. I have no joy in my life, right? It's, it's not the same thing. I'm talking about being a disciple of Jesus. We say, or the Bible says, come and see that the Lord is good. Come and see that the Lord is good. That's the first and most basic thing you can do. This love, just like Micah was talking about, should do something inside of us, right? It's not just like, oh, it doesn't give me butterflies every day, but it should compel me to do something. So the love of Jesus, we talked about this like about a month ago, a little bit over. It compels us to serve, right? Serve Jesus by serving one another. Some of, some of us have like that, that love slave bracelet still on. Serving Jesus, that's right. Serving Jesus, serving one another, pretty awesome. The second thing the love of Jesus would have us do is to make disciples, okay? Make disciples. So for me to be a disciple of Jesus, the definition of a disciple of Jesus is, it's not this clear, but, but it, it's a disciple makes disciples, okay? A disciple makes disciples. Just like, hopefully, for each one of you, your love for, or, at least the guys, your love for your wife would compel you to make more, like you love your wife so much. You're like, I don't know how to explain this, but I want to make more of us. I don't know why that's how I love you, but that's how I love you. The same love that we have for Jesus, this is going to sound a little funny, but it really is a procreative type of love spiritually, okay? It's a procreative type of love. 2 Timothy 2.2 is a very, very important verse, and it says this. And the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit to these faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Not, hey, go to church once a week. Call yourself a Christian. Make sure you don't cuss. Make sure you listen to this worship music and not too much of the rap with cuss words in it okay like make sure you're listening to good things no it says it says make disciples okay discipleship can simply be said like this it's ultimately taking responsibility for what is near and dear to the heart of god okay discipleship is ultimately taking responsibility for what is near and dear to the heart of god only the love of jesus will give us the right motive for this Okay, only the love of Jesus, only being his disciple will give us the insight into what the person that I say I love actually wants, right? So what's near and dear to God's heart? Well, if I don't know him, I can't know that answer to that, right? But if I know him and if I'm a disciple of him, 
um, then I can know what he wants. So this is exactly what we're talking about. This is what we're made for. This wild nature in us is what we're made for. This is, this is these pigs becoming boars. This is what we would say, rebels becoming worshipers, okay? This is what we're talking about, okay? Are you guys okay? Okay. This could be new to some of you, right? I thought all I had to do was, hmm, right? What if I want to write code the rest of my life? What if I want to work remotely and just hide in my apartment the rest of my life? What if, I, what if I'm called to be, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a dig at you specifically, but I didn't think about you. Um, what if I'm called to be um, a nurse? What if I'm called, what if I have giftings in being uh, a lawyer, right? Well, that's great. Those are all really good things. Just make sure that if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you're making disciples along the way, okay? Kinsey said this earlier. I thought it was really cool. What you, you can be any, you can be a baseball coach, but primarily you're a disciple maker, okay? You could be a stay-at-home mom, but primarily you're a disciple maker. Does that make sense? So we think of it this way. All of those things are great. If all, if, if that's all you want to do, you may not fully be a disciple of Jesus. Does that make sense? Like, like this is what he wants right now. Um, you can think of it this way. Like the mission of the kingdom of God is, is what we said. It's, it's, it's that thing that Jesus said. It says, Hey, be my disciple. Right. And what do my disciples do? They go out and make more disciples. Right. So that's the mission. You can think of what you got everybody in this room for the most part, you have your mission and then you have a specific assignment that you're, that you're like given, right? So everybody in this room has an assignment, West Virginia university student, right? Okay. West Virginia university student, that's your assignment, but your mission is to make disciples right now. I have the assignment of, um, being a husband, being a father, being director of WVU Chi Alpha. And I like, it's like a privilege. Like I love getting to do this stuff. I want to be really good at all three of those things. But my mission, my like purpose, what I'm made for is to make disciples of Jesus, right? Like that, that's what, that's what my point is. That's what I, well, that's what I'm here for. Some of my friends work for the school. Some of my friends are students, just like you guys all of us are assigned these positions, but it's not our mission. Does that make sense? Like, I'm kind of saying the same thing, but, like, this, this is a huge, huge deal. And this can get tricky because without a mission, then everything kind of seems important, okay? Without this mission, then everything, oh, man, I, I really smiled at that girl next to me, so she knows I love Jesus. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's not your mission. Your mission is to make disciples. You don't get away with this. And without this true mission in front of us, it can be impossible to figure out. It's, it's be, being a disciple of Jesus and then showing other people how to be a disciple of Jesus. We're not making disciples of, of you. You know what I'm saying? You're not making disciples of Maddie. I'm not making disciples of Charles. We're making disciples of Jesus. And we can only do that by being disciples of Jesus. So I have a friend. Um, he, 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 he took a little while to figure this out, but he is, he's doing this right now. So he is graduated. 
He got his master's, and now basically all the money that you pay WVU, he has to manage that money and put it towards certain things, okay? So <laughs> it's like a really crazy job. Um, he got married a while back. He actually just had a kid a couple months ago. And for a couple years, he had kind of like a rough go at it, okay? Um, he knew that he loved Jesus, okay? He was, he was a small group leader here. He actually was a band leader here. Um, some of you guys are here because of him. I would say the community that we have here is, is greatly influenced by this guy. His name's Brandon. Um, and, and when he left, it's not this Brandon, but he's awesome too. Um, it, when he left, he, he understood, sorry, he, he knew he had a mission, okay? But it wasn't always in front of him. It took him a little while to figure that out. Does that make sense? So now, like I said, he works for the school. He's awesome. When he has free time, like when he gets off work, he goes to the, basically he'll like go to the mall and like witness to people. And he'll like share Jesus with them and, and, and he tries to like start friendships with people and like, and like help them be disciples of Jesus, okay? Um, he's leading his family to do the same thing. Um, he, has, he has gained a real grasp on what this mission looked like. He has a great job. He does good at it. But the thing that he's most fired up about is, is making disciples. Does this make sense? Like this is such a huge deal to him. Um, the cool thing is, okay, so, so Chi Alpha, when he was in Chi Alpha, that's, it's not the end, okay? Like, if you are a student and you're a small group leader or if you're not a small group leader, like, it shouldn't end here. This isn't the mission of Chi Alpha, okay? Like, I, I really want that to be understood. Like, this is the mission of God's kingdom. This is just the beginning. We say this is a training ground to, for us to help develop these convictions and skills, just like Brandon did. He learned to love Jesus he learned to have a real devotional life. He learned to have real community. And then he learned to have real responsibility. And when he did this, now he's doing it every day. It's become so much a part of him that if he stopped, he'd be like, what am I doing? I need to, I need to like get back out there and like make disciples, right? That's what I want every single person here to be. Like I want Chi Alpha to be that type of training ground. We say this a lot, Chi Alpha is a training ground. So what are you training for? What are you train, being trained to be? I see it like this, okay? Picture like... Like back in the day, like gladiator times, okay? That's kind of like the vision that I get about this training ground. You're in this arena, and it's not, it's not for like the final fight, like you're going to die, okay? It's like, it's like training, okay? You can still get hurt. You can still draw blood. Um, other people can hurt you, but it won't cost as much as, as it would if you're on the battlefield, okay? Now, I'm not saying um, stuff here is like less important. Does that make sense? Like people that... that Give their lives. To, I've seen people in college give their lives to Jesus forever. Okay, like I, I did that. I've also seen people in college spiritually die forever. Okay, and and like never recover. Okay, so that so this is like training, but it's like it's for real. Okay, um, you still have people, but, but this is what's cool. You still have people around you who are helping, fighting alongside and evaluating each step of the way. Hey. Next time you do this, like, bring a friend. I'll do this with you. Or, hey, you did an awesome job. Like, when you were talking to that guy over there, that was amazing. Um, we're here to encourage, empower, and equip you. The good thing about a training ground is you have a little extra attention and other people around you doing the same thing who are also fighting for the same mission. So that's what Chi Alpha looks like. Does this make sense? Like, in your small group, you have brothers or sisters that, 
you could do this with, like in, in mind, right? Um, we can say it like this. Everyone knows what the mission is, okay? So the mission is to look around at the people around you and make friends with them in order for them to meet and make friends with Jesus, okay? If I'm a disciple of Jesus, then I'm making more disciples of Jesus. When you graduate, I have a quiz. When you graduate and get a job, what is the mission? Does anybody know? Yes. Does it change? No. When you get married and you have a house and a kid and you're busier, does the mission change? Not at all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. You have, like, more work to do. No, it never changes. In Chi Alpha, we want you to be equipped with these things and practice them as much as possible. That's why we have booth. That's why we have small group. That's why we have all these different things for you to get to do, equipping at rally, praying over each other, ministering to one another, getting ministered to, getting prayed for. All these things are practice for us to continue. Does that make sense? Not, not practice like it's fake. Practice like training, like getting better at it so for the rest of my life I can do this. Okay. Getting all the experience of, of what Matthew 28 said under your belt, finding, feeding, and fighting for the people in your life. So if you meet a guy at the gym, be his friend. Pray with him. Pray for him that he meets and knows Jesus. If you meet a girl in class, do the same thing. If you go to a concert, do the same thing. If you're bored in the lair, do the same thing. If you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're late for class tomorrow, go sledding and do the same, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do the same thing. Have you heard this? Jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. It's misquoted, actually. Originally, um, it, it was jack of all trades, master of one. Okay? And that's what we want to be. We want to know a little bit about sports. We want to know a little bit about music. We want to know a little bit about um, anime. We want to know a little bit about whatever, and but be masterful at making disciples. Okay? Be does that make sense? Okay. You guys okay? Okay. So let's, what does this look like? What could this look like? We talked about our campus, right? So this is what it could look like on our campus. Kind of got that sorted out. It's, wouldn't say it's easy, but the systems are in place for you to do this really well and really easily. Okay? Like, go to small group. <laughs> Basically, go to, rally. like, all the systems are in place for you. For, so but what about when the wheels come off? Okay, what about when you graduate? What does this look like? There's no systems. Okay, a little bit of like, hey, we had a lot of Oz heads here last week who were really into the Wizard of Oz. So pull back the curtain a little bit and see what reality looks like. When those systems are gone, how does this look? Okay, okay, I have a friend. He's absent. He's absent. It's George. We all love George. He's real. It's not like a guy named George. Um, he'd be sitting right there. He's got curly hair. Good looking guy. Um, George and I have been talking about this. And, dude, I've been so stirred about this. So what does this look like? So George is planning on going to um, Arizona State when he graduates, okay, um, in Phoenix, okay? So Arizona State for grad school, Okay. He could go by himself, go to grad school. Sean's best friend actually is just now, like right now, starting a Chi Alpha at Arizona State, which is pretty awesome. Like, like that is amazing. So he could join Chi Alpha, and, and he could do this, right? And he could be comfortable. But what if this? 
What if George asked a few of his friends, said, hey, I'm going to go to grad school in Phoenix. I don't want to go by myself. You should come with me. So some people get a job. Maybe some people go to school. Maybe some people transfer. I don't know what this looks like, okay? But this is my dream. They move over there. They live in the same neighborhood, not 40 minutes apart or anything like that. And they, with the sole mission of making disciples. What if when you graduate, wherever you're going, you go with your friends and you go make disciples? That's going to be better than going by yourself, right? So I read this recently. It's a book called um, Soul Winning Out Where the Sinners Are. Okay? Soul Winning Out Where the Sinners Are. It's a very old book. You can probably find it online. I think mine was like $30, so yours will probably be $50, but it's worth it. It's like this big. It's literally a pamphlet that has completely changed my heart and my mind. So he, he, he basically says this, and this isn't like giving the whole book away, so still buy it, okay, um, by Osborne. Uh, he says, uh, this is like a complete paraphrase because this is written in like the 20s, but he basically says, no one who goes to church often thinks that they need to be saved, Okay, no one who goes to church often thinks that they need to be saved. I've I've kind of wondered about that. So I've asked some guys at our church at the foundry. Hey, do you think a lot of people at our church think they need to be saved? Like how many people here do you think probably would would want to pray and, and ask to be saved today at a church? Rally's a little different. This is this is like a different setup. Okay, but like on a Sunday morning at a church, majority of people there, like vast majority of people don't think they need to be saved. So if you go to church and you're grown you at least think you're right with God, okay? Does that make sense? Like a grown-up that goes to church. The reason I say grown-up is like a kid is like maybe getting dragged. Like when I was a teenager, I was not saved, but I was at church, okay? So like it wasn't fun. Um, So that, I'm not talking about George taking a team of wild mountaineers, disciple-making mountaineers, to go to a church in Phoenix, okay? I'm I'm talking about them going and being the church in Phoenix. Does that make sense? Going and making disciples, going and doing this on mission for them. So church isn't a place to meet lost people. Okay, listen, hey, I'm going to give you a little, a little secret. Okay, you ready for this? You probably, you probably know this. Hey, in the Bible, Jesus never says go to church. Okay. Okay, you still should go to church. Okay. But, it, but, but, but going to church isn't the mission. Does that make sense? You should go to church so you can be equipped to go carry out the mission. But it's not the mission. So, if, so that's, I'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. But, but just keep that in mind. The mission Jesus commanded each of us was to make friends and lead people into God's family. How could you do that if you just go to church? Okay? How could you do that if you're quiet all week or in your apartment alone or with your family? We need to be where there are people that want Jesus, who need Jesus, okay? So if George moves to Arizona and some people go with him, some of you, I hope, go with him. Even if you just say, hey, I'm going to do this for three years. We're going to try this out. Like, we're going to actually go with the sole purpose of proving Charles wrong and making him look so stupid. Please do it. Like, that would be awesome because Jesus would be glorified because y'all would make disciples. So you live near or with each other. You'd be an absolute force for God's kingdom. You'd still go to class. You'd still work your job. But you would start ministering to coworkers. Or you'd start serving your boss. Um, 
You you'd meet people at the park, go on walks. Oh hey, what's your name? Oh hey, I'm new here. I'd like to be your friend. It's it's not a trick. Like you really do want to be their friends, but you want them to become friends with Jesus, right? So this is this is why I said that stuff about church. This is this is what's difficult, and this is why a lot of people don't try, don't keep the mission in mind. Okay, you all ready? Hey, I just met this guy. George is doing jujitsu. They're doing the thing. They're all tired. Hey. Uh, he's by himself. He has no friends. He just moved there by himself. Hey, bro, uh, you want to go to church with me? It takes a lot of courage to do that, right? The guy's like, no. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, that's the end, right? All right, I guess I'll see you next class, right? Okay, does that make sense? Bad way to do it, not effective, okay? Good way to do it. You ready? Hey, do you want to come to a cookout at my friend Brandon's house on Saturday? Him and his family are going to be there, and a bunch of us are going to be having fun. Do you want to come? Yes. Okay. Do you need a ride? No. Okay, here's the address. Okay. Then you're hanging out. You're talking about life. Every conversation leads to Jesus. You aren't a weirdo. You're not awkward. You're not alone. They see the way that you love one another, and then they realize that you're a disciple of Jesus. And they have a decision to make. Hey, I'm interested in this. Or, hey, that's not for me, right? But you tried. You're doing this in an effective way. The least effective way to do this is to do it by yourself. Okay? Does that make sense? So this is my dream. Like that we would send out teams of people to go make disciples in North Philadelphia, South Pittsburgh, Tempe, Arizona, like whatever it looks like, wild mountaineers are going there with a mission in mind to make disciples, okay? Like that's what I want to see. This is like, this is like all I want to see right now, okay? So this, this, this comes down to this. The only way this works, okay, is, is we are a family and we are an army, okay? We are a family and we are an army. We love one another and bring more people into our family, we love each other, and we have a mission. An army can be described as this, a brothers in arms. Have you all heard that before? So we're brothers in arms. Like, we're boy, but we, we have work to do, right? A family and an army. Like, hey, we're having fun, but we also have something we got we to gotta work on, okay? So family looks like this. This is the most fun. This is the greatest adventure I've ever been on in my entire life. It's for real. Like, being a part of Chi Alpha for the amount of time that I've been in Chi Alpha has been incredible. I can't say everything I've done, okay? But we've repelled off buildings. We've snuck into stadiums. We've gotten in trouble. We've traveled to other countries. We've gone snowboarding. We've gone, we played football in the rain. We played volleyball. We laughed. Um, you can't make this up. I really do believe because we're a family, we have more fun on accident than most people do on purpose. And I was thinking about how probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, that people spend in this town alone to try and have the amount of fun that we have for free. Like, that is crazy. Like, you are not going to find this kind of fun and feel good about it the next day spending all that money. You're going to find this only by being a part of the family of God. Okay? We're... In this family, no one struggles alone, okay? No one struggles alone. So we have the most fun in our life, but 
We've also had people lose grandparents, people lose parents, people lose brothers and sisters, lost family members, get in car wrecks, lost babies, lost their jobs, right? So if we show people what this looks like and do it with them, then they're going to want to be a part of this family, right? You say, um, if someone's heart is hard towards God and they see the way that you love one another and they see the way that you love Jesus, love and laughter plow hard hearts. It's the only way that this works. You love them and you make them laugh, and hopefully they begin to understand the love of God in, in their own life, okay? So you got the family. Army, we have a mission, okay? This is where, I was mentioning this earlier, this is where most people stop, okay? Being a part of God's family feels awesome. Being a part of Chi Alpha or small group or band or whatever feels so nice, right? Like, no one's here because they hate <laughs> coming to rally, right? <laughs> if you do, that's really weird. Um, but but most most people love that feeling of, of, of family. Man, I love family, right? Army, the mission, is where people are going to stop. Like I said, it's brothers in arms. So it's brothers, but we have a mission to go to, right? It's not just we're together all the time having fun, playing our guitar, worshiping Jesus. Like, we have work to do, right? Like, those things are good, too, but that's not all we can do, right? That feeling side of stuff is very important, and it's going to draw people in, but we have a mission to go on. I read this story um, about, um, like, like Vietnam War. So, so imagine back then, like, a jungle clearing, okay? And, and you, got the, you got the helicopter coming in and, like, that that song playing the Vietnam War song that everyone knows in every movie, uh, it's playing in in the in the in the helicopter lands and it's like it's like SEAL like Army Rangers okay, Army Rangers and there's like seven of them okay so there's six guys and there's one guy and the one guy has like a bazooka and like a submachine gun and like a sniper rifle like like straight up Fortnite loadout on his body he has like a knife grenades right and everybody else is like is like giving their stuff to him and he's like weighed down by all the weapons right and 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 they're like hey you got this okay you got this dude hey we're gonna be praying for you next week we're gonna come back and check in and see how it goes right all right you go you go take him out and they leave like the, like the helicopter leaves and he's like ready to take the take the thing okay that's, that's like what, how we treat church, okay? That's how we can treat church. We can say, oh, hey, pastor, you're the one who's going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And then we can't wait to hear about what you did this past week, right? Or, or, or my small group leader, okay? My small group's going to, man, he's going to be awesome. I hope he, I don't know why we have so few people in small group. I don't know why my small group leader sucks. He can't even get anybody to come. Like, like that's on. We need to be feeling the weight of this, right? Like, this is our mission. It's not just my small group leader's mission. It's my mission, okay? We need to take ownership of this. People in church can leave this to the pastor, right? Sometimes the pastor can leave it to the people in church, but we are all in this together. We are all on mission together. Jesus wants all of us to do this. He's given us all the same purpose, the same mission, and this is what's beautiful. Jesus has given us the dignity to obey and bring more people into his kingdom. That is so, so, so encouraging to me. Not, uh, hey, we're almost done. You guys okay? 
I know you're excited. Isn't this going to be snow tomorrow? It's not even going to snow. Uh, hey, hey, I, I know something. So I told you that the Bible says, Jesus never says go to church. You can check me on that. But hey, I know something else. Um, not everybody. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. Okay, I'm going to say it. Hey, if, I, if it's bad, someone's going to yell at me on Tuesday. Don't worry. Okay. Hey, not everybody likes or or wants to be in Chi Alpha. Okay, I I know that's true. Okay, and 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 that's okay. Here's the secret: I'm okay with that. Okay, I I know that's true, and I'm okay with that. If if the reason you don't want to be in Chi Alpha is because you just want to ride the bench. Or you just want to sit on the side while other people do all the work. But in my estimation, that's neither family or army, okay? Chi Alpha, for you to come to rally, kind of costs you something. It's not like, oh, come up here and we're going to give you some faith. Like, like, like I'm basically saying, hey, all y'all got work. Like, I'm giving everybody homework, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not just talking about small group players. I'm talking about everybody that says they love Jesus has to do these things, right? Oh, well, I'm trying Okay, great. Like, like there are ways to do this, and 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 I want this to see this happen. And and here's the reason: because I think the product of Chi Alpha is 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 a disciple. Okay, does that make sense? A disciple of Jesus and someone who goes and makes disciples. That's what I love about our Chi Alpha. You can't just come and sit and kind of feel okay about that, right? Like, like you're gonna you're gonna be like, dude, that guy sucks. Like, hey. Hey, there's our guy, um, <laughs> the wild man himself. Um, sorry, I'm so happy to see you. I love you a lot. Um, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, hey, hey. So, anyways, does that make sense? Okay, I forgot what I was saying, so I'm just gonna ask that question. I hope I didn't leave it in the middle. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. So we get to be in, in the family and the army of God. That we get to. Like that is so dignifying. We get to be fellow soldiers, brothers, sisters, sons, and daughters together. At the end of Matthew 16, Jesus says this. And, and basically he says, hey, not everybody gets to be my disciple. Everybody can be my disciple but not everybody just gets to be my disciple. He says this, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? That is what I'm talking about. Hey, my dreams, my career, my future, what my parents' dreams are for me. I paid all this money. I took out all this debt. That's great. Like, like we still can't lose sight of what the mission is. Does that make sense? Like, like if we do, we lose it. If I hold on to this and I'm like, Jesus, I was the best coach in the world. He's going to be like, okay, great. Like, who's with you? Like, like who did you bring, right? But if, but if we say, hey, I did okay, but look at my family that I brought with me, he's going to be like, well done. Right? Like that that's what I want that's what I want all of you to hear. That's what I want all of you to see. If you want to be my disciple, you can just deny yourself. Discipleship, it's not okay, it's not 
the next uh, band you guys can discipleship isn't the next level of walking with Jesus okay it's not like Christianity 2.0 okay it's it's like it's what we were made to do it's it is our purpose it is our wild side it's what we were made to do it's just being a disciple of Jesus okay disciples make more disciples does that make sense okay so what do I do right now I bet you guys can think of something go to small group right Go to small group. Be a part of small group. Commit to it and the people in your small group. Bring someone to small group. Take responsibility for what is near and dear to the heart of God. Bring, you meet somebody, bring them to small group, and then, and then you lead them. Hey, be my friend. That's actually how I, my experience in small group, I was close to my small group leader, but I was much closer to guys in my small group because they took responsibility for me. Does that make sense? The goal, look, the goal is not to be a small group leader, okay? That isn't, that isn't actually the goal. If you are a small group leader, you're going to get a little bit more intensive training. You're going to get um, while you're here, right? But the goal is to make disciples, whatever that looks like. You were beloved by Jesus. You learn all you can. You train. You make mistakes. Hey, I know that most people are risk averse right I don't want to do it because I don't know if I'm good at it just make mistakes that's what this is for making mistakes be on mission together and then finally what do I do when I graduate so right now while I'm at WVU I'm making disciples and what do I do when I graduate yeah that's right thank you uh but do you do it by yourself no 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 you join George's wild mountaineer team or you make your own team of wild mountaineers and you go, hey, I'm going to be honest. I, I really want to see this, okay? This is like, this is like my heart's <laughs> like deepest desire right now. And here's what I, wanna see. I don't want to see. I don't want it to be like waiting around because if you wait around for someone to say, hey, I'm going to make the team, maybe you should just be the one. Like most people are down to be on the team if someone just says, hey, I'm going to do it, okay? So, so that's, that's a big deal. Make a team of people and go make disciples. Right now, train hard. When you graduate, go out and use your training. Um, and this is this is for everybody. So so we're gonna we're gonna worship. Um, but before, like, I just want y'all to play for a second, and then before that, um, yeah, just like like really pray. Ask God what this looks like t tomorrow. Okay, like at eleven when classes start. Um, like, like, what does this look like for me tomorrow, God? Like, if I want to be your disciple for real, how do I go and make other disciples? And then, hey, for real, guys, like, I didn't give you all a heads up, but, but small group leaders, like, like, this is your time to help, okay? Like, this is your time. If someone wants to do this, help them do it. Like, this is, this is kind of your time to field questions, to give examples, to do it with, right? Um, to do these things with one another. Um, and then, and then we can make this happen. So the mission is be a disciple of Jesus and go make disciples. Sound good? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We're grateful for you. And, uh, yeah, would you just speak to us, Lord, and, and, and change us and change others through us, Father God, to look more and more like you, God. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. <laughs>